To be honest, my friends are the reason I love life. Yeah, you. I know you're in here. I see you there. <laughs> oh gosh, we're such creeps. What the heck? <laughs> hey guys, welcome to To Be Honest, episode two. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm Grace. So, we're BFFs. <laughs> That's a throwback. Okay, but oh my gosh. We started this podcast because we said that we're really good friends, right? Yeah. And maybe even best friends, right? Yeah. Okay, but then honestly, I don't even know what a best friend is. I feel like part of it is kind of just what media has constructed to be that like person's always there for you and everything. But in reality, I don't actually think that many people have best friends or they're more likely to have a very close group of friends, but then I don't think that people usually have that one single person they go to who they label their very best friend, you know? That is very true. And I even feel a little bit of, I guess, stigma labeling someone as my best friend because that feels so mean to all your other friends. Like, are they not your best friends? Yeah. So I feel like I call a lot of people my best friends, but then it's the question, are they all your best friends? Because then it's not, like, best, you know? Yeah, okay, and best friend, like, best is supposed to be one singular best, you Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> and I remember once um, my friend called this other guy her best friend, and I was just like, what the freak, what about me? <laughs> and she was like, I can have multiple best friends, and I was like, huh, good point, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you definitely know me best, out of all my friends. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay, don't get offended, Amu, because I know how easily you get offended, definitely. <laughs> but. I'm hurt already. <laughs> you're not my single best friend. Yeah. Okay, I, well, I agree. I feel like it's well known to both of us that we have a lot of close friends outside of us. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. I don't think it's healthy to only have one singular best friend. Mm-hmm. Especially because. To your best friend, a lot of the time you confide in them and you ask them for advice. And it's a lot of pressure to put on one person. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's better for you to have not friend groups, but like a circle of good friends you keep around you. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, like my closest friends, I can think of several people and then they're not close either. So it's not just that typical middle school friend group you have where (laughs) (laughs) you know it's an exclusive group of I don't know five to ten ish people and and you guys just organize hangouts together and everything like that it's not like that but it's just like when you have multiple close friends yeah I don't know if the one group of best friends is just a stereotype that's been romanticized by media and movies and tv and stuff But it doesn't really matter because friend groups look different to everybody. Mm -hmm. And that popularity and exclusivity almost leads to toxicity in a way. Because everyone's looking up to this one group of people and everyone wants to be a part of that group. Yeah, and in that media thing, I would say that definitely friend groups are portrayed in media in a kind of romanticized way. Because just think of Mean Girls yeah. or, I don't know, The Duff, like all those high school ones. Yeah. They always have this, like, girl squad. <laughs> you know? Hashtag friend goals. Yeah, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's that's not how it really works in real life, like typical to media portrayals. <laughs> 
and I just wanted to say about the whole popularity thing, I don't want to expand on this too much, but then the friend group thing is kind of a result of that, and then people usually want to be a part of this cool exclusive friend group, but when you grow older, you won't really care about it anymore, (laughs) and then honestly, the popular kids are overrated, you'll end up with the people you're meant to end up with, you'll find really good friends, so don't even worry about it, Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know, like, did you have friend groups growing up? Well, I did have a friend group in elementary school, and we were mostly just the girls who were always in the same class. I think our friend group kind of peaked at grade five, where we would hang out at lunch together a lot, and it was definitely a more school friend group. Mm -hmm. I guess we never really hung out outside of school. And from then on, in middle school, I was in a different program, And in that program, it was kind of like everybody in the program was part of a friend group. And you knew everybody pretty well, but you never got that one-on-one closeness that you can get when you're in a tighter-knit group. And I said earlier that sometimes friend exclusivity becomes toxicity because later on I think that program became really toxic because all of a sudden this group of people in the program suddenly formed their own friend group and they were like hanging out all the time and it felt like they were excluding the other people in the program even Mm. though I'm sure 100% that was not their intention at all but it did feel that way and that just kind of broke apart a lot of friendships in the program and I know people were feeling left out because they used to be friends with some of the people in that friend group but now they're left out all the time drama drama tea Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like that phenomenon is kind of inevitable in big Mm -hmm. friend groups because of course some people are going to get closer to others right yeah and then especially in middle school when everyone's trying to be cool Mm -hmm. and everything and then all the kids who uh dress well (laughs) or like yeah okay sorry are all the kids who start caring about clothes and teen culture and that type of stuff like usually end up forming their kind of friend group with cool kids and then the other kids are left out Mm -hmm. and it's messed up I guess that's a part of how school works unfortunately yeah anyways I always had a friend group growing up when I think about it now Like, this year, I probably had the least defined friend group that I've ever had in my life, which is a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Because in elementary school, of course, when I was younger, younger, I didn't have friend groups. I don't think any first graders have friend groups, do they? Um, not really. I don't know. Kids are growing up so fast these days, they might have, like, full-on cliques already. (laughs) (laughs) But then, I didn't really form a friend group until grade three... That's not even that old. What the heck? (laughs) I had a friend group in third grade, basically. And then it was a trio of two of my best friends. Yeah. And then middle school, I had another friend group of like five to six people. And then high school, I started off another friend group with four people, Mm -hmm. then three people. And then now, especially with high school classes, how you always have it with different people. And then with the pandemic going on, and you don't have, like, that certain group of people you always eat lunch with anymore. Yeah. I feel like I don't really have a defined, defined friend group anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, I still have old group chats from those old friend groups, but we don't see ourselves that way anymore, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad when that happens. Honestly, no, no, I don't think it's sad, though. I think it's a good thing, because I'm still close with all of my friends. Well, like, maybe not 
middle school friends that much anymore but I'm still really good friends with my original friend group from the start of high school but it's just we've branched out and formed larger social networks you know now it's not just the three of us or the four of us yeah the reason why I said it's kind of sad is because it feels like it's like a shame just because we get used to the things that we're used to and sometimes change is hard but like Amy said, a lot of the time branching out is for the better. Yeah, and I really embraced it. It's like friend groups. I feel like a lot of that comes from the media portrayal type of thing, but also it feels really safe to know that you have this group of people you can always fall back on, yeah. especially for social situations and that type of stuff. Like if you want to hang out, then you have this group of friends that you always go out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Over the pandemic, Before, we were definitely friends, but we weren't really a friend group. But over quarantine, we made a group chat, which I feel like that's like the first step to becoming a friend group in a lot of situations, because then you have a place where you can talk to each other outside of school. And I feel like that helps everyone get a lot closer. I don't know if that's true. That's just in my experience. Mm -hmm. But um, they're probably listening. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was really amazing because sometimes I take energy from being around people a lot of the time and having, like, we had movie nights a lot, um, virtual movie nights and having that to look forward to just gave me so, so much happiness. And also everyone in that friend group loves to read. So we're like recommending each other books. We're having so much fun. It's so cute. Um, And it's the first time that I've had a friend group in a really, really long time. It's kind of weird that like the first time I don't really have that much of a friend friend group. Mm -hmm. You finally have your first friend group. (laughs) It's funny because Amy and I say that we share a brain cell. So sometimes she takes it and sometimes I take it. Mm-hmm. So like one week when she's social, I'm not social. And then another week when I'm feeling social, she's not feeling social. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's the same thing with the friend groups. <laughs> I stole your friend group, Amy. I'm sorry. It's fine. Your friend group brain cell. It's, it's kind of nice out here. <laughs> and then again, I'm still really close friends with all of my original friend group friends, Mm -hmm. but then we just have a lot more friends now, which is great. It's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Now that we're on the topic of pandemic and how the pandemic has affected friendships, I feel like it's actually been so nice because of course I miss seeing my friends in person and um, seeing them in school and being able to hug them and everything. Mm -hmm. But then I've also met so many new friends and so many new people and so many new men <laughs> okay that's what that makes you sound like you're on the dating apps Amu. unfortunately no like <laughs> okay no but i've made a lot more guy friends and then it's been this sounds like so uh patriarchal but then i've always only had girlfriends you know so then i did kind of crave having guy friends and now i got them and it's been great Yeah, I feel like definitely when I was younger, I only had girlfriends too. In the program that I was in and in the program that I'm in now, I have more guy friends, which is nice. Guy friends are great. By the way, I was so jealous in elementary school when I saw you running with like all the guys. I was just like, damn, Grace is such a cool kid. (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't actually like friends with them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, elementary school relationships, right? Yeah. Little Grace was just terrorizing them. Oh my gosh. Around the park. <laughs> <laughs> they threw that, witch like, chips on me. It was mean. 
how dare they? <laughs> Anyways, but I I feel like that's kind of um kind of like the thing where when you're younger, friendships it's mostly just like play dates or like people you hang out with and that type of stuff, you know. But they don't mean anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, I'm just like friendships are life. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then. It's like when you're younger, you also get so much more influenced by friends, kind of. It's like you copy them a lot. I remember that was a really big issue and we would, our friends would fight amongst ourselves. Like, you copied what I did and that type of stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. And teachers would be like, oh, when they're copying you, it just means that they like you. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but, like, um, I remember my friend would bring up the tomboy girly girl stuff and then and then all of us just copied each other and tried to be tomboys and it's kind of <laughs> stupid honestly and then all of us were just I don't know internalized misogyny starting from the age of grade three <laughs> <laughs> but I clearly remember like walking down with one of my friends one day and she was just like you know what I feel like Amy's more of a girly girl and I'm more of the tomboy of the group and I was so offended oh my gosh and then I tried being more tomboy after that but then now I appreciate my curly girlness I embrace it yeah I feel like I definitely embraced my I don't know if it's girly girlness but I stopped trying to be a tomboy because at one point I had a friend who very similarly was also a tomboy and she made it seem like it was so cool and so I wanted to be, you know, a tomboy too, because obviously everyone likes tomboys better for some reason at that age. Yeah, everyone likes men. <sighs> and I think that I definitely tried to be her, and I copied, like, her music taste and some of how she acted. But I think after a while, as we grew up, I realized that I didn't just want to be a copy of someone. Yeah. And that cool is so subjective. Like, I could be cool in my own way. You are cool in your own way. And I don't have to be someone that I'm not. And once I realized that, it actually didn't impact our friendship at all. Like, we're still really, really good friends to this day. I just realized that I'm me and she's her. And we still have a lot in common and we're still really good friends. We just don't have to be the same person. Yeah. It's just like we stopped copying each other. Yeah. And how important do you think it is to have the same values as someone in order to become friends? I think that there's different levels of friendship, or at least there are in my brain. Like, you can be acquaintances with someone even if you have wildly different, or at least very different, values. But I think to a certain extent, once you're trying to be really, really close friends, values do get in the way because if someone's acting in a way that totally like triggers you or that just doesn't align in the way that you believe you're probably going to hold some resentment towards them mm -hmm. and I feel like that is just the recipe to a toxic friendship yeah it's like as you said you don't need to be the same person but I feel like you do need to Believe in some things. <laughs> yeah, believe in some similar things. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about in the last episode of the podcast, Amy and I were raised by obviously different parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though our last names are the same. And so because of that, we have different outlooks on, I guess, our education and our future a little bit. But in spite of that, I think overall we still have the same values. Like, we still believe in, for example, treating everyone kindly and equally 
and really important stuff like that, even though it seems insignificant, but the devil's in the details. If you are acting in a way that, you know, totally doesn't align or totally goes against someone's beliefs, I feel like it would be really hard to actually develop a friendship. Mm-hmm. Is that why we have like the most random childhood friends? <laughs> oh my gosh, probably. Because when you're younger, a lot of the time you haven't developed your values and your beliefs that much. Yeah. And that's why sometimes when you grow up and you change a little bit and you get slightly different values or you develop those values, you find that you drift apart from some of your childhood friends, mm-hmm. including the really weird ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you still friends with any of your childhood friends, by the way? Um, Other than me, of course. You? <laughs> I have one friend who I've been friends with since kindergarten, but we haven't always been super, super close friends. In early elementary school, we were... We were friends, but not like best friends. We both had our own, I guess, one other person who we hung out with more. Mm-hmm. But we always knew that we could count on each other. And we did get a lot closer later on in elementary school, into middle school, and even now in high school, because we've been in the same program and same class all this time. And we were like the one person that we knew in a lot of situations. Yeah. And now she's in my friend group. If you're listening, I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? I am actually still pretty close friends with a lot of my childhood friends, actually, surprisingly. It's like, we're definitely not as close Mm -hmm. as we would have been. Yeah. And I actually don't talk to them that often, but then I feel like if we did get together, we'd still be able to strike a conversation pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then maybe I'm just really good at making childhood friends because they're all good people. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes when my friends tell me about their childhood friends, I'm just like, hmm, Wow, would not have expected that. So you weren't the kind of person who just walked randomly up to people on the playground and was like, hey, want to be my friend? No, I wish. I was so shy when I was a kid. <laughs> but you know what? I think I had pretty good taste. Or or my friends had pretty good taste. I forgot who actually made the first move. But then I'm still friends with them to this day. <laughs> it's funny because we were actually introduced to each other by a mutual friend who neither of us are still really friends with. Oops. (laughs) Drama. Yeah. But, like, excluding us, of course, or maybe, like, not excluding us, but do you think we ever become friends with each other just because we've been friends for such a long time? Honestly, a little bit, but I feel like we still relate to each other a lot, and we still have a lot in common. But I definitely know what you mean. There are a few instances where it just feels like a shame to let that friendship go just because you've already been with someone for so long or you've known them for so Mm. long and you've already like invested all this energy into it and care yeah exactly and you have all these memories and it just feels like really sad to let that go yeah and it's just like um elementary school and middle school I remember when we were graduating quote-unquote all of us were just like oh my god we're gonna be friends forever let's hang out every two weeks minimum (laughs) and bro I don't even talk to them anymore it's like same thing I bet if we came together I'd still be able to hold a conversation with them and everything but uh it's bittersweet of course but I think it's just a part of life 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in some situations, it's not even that your values change. It's just that you drift apart because maybe you don't see each other as much anymore. Yeah. But then the thing is, once you drift apart, then you start growing apart as different people. Yeah. And then that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not saying you can't be friends after that. But then your values will kind of change. The way you view the world will kind of change. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it will kind of impact if you try to become BFFs again, you know? That's definitely super true. And I know we've talked about this before, but Amy and I see each other every week because of piano and music, and now because of podcasts too. (laughs) But I know that we've wondered before, like, would we still be this good of friends if we didn't have piano? Like, if we didn't have piano, if we didn't have to see each other every week, and if we didn't talk to each other every week, Mm -hmm. would we still be as good of friends? Honestly, I think I can say pretty confidently no. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we have, we really have to thank piano for that. But then we don't go to any of the same schools anymore. And then it's not like our families are super close either. So I probably wouldn't even see you anymore if it wasn't because of piano. Yeah. Yeah, like we probably would have just stopped seeing each other after our random Chinese community group disbanded. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that feels like a fever dream. It does feel like a fever dream. <laughs> but you know, it's great how destiny worked out or whatever yeah yeah i'm definitely really glad i have you as a friend still yeah (laughs) yeah but i feel like it's kind of funny to think or like in general it's funny to think oh if this event didn't happen or if this event did happen what would my life look like now Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of crazy to think about how you might have changed someone's life by being friends with them you know and I'm not saying this in a way where I'm just like, oh my god, I was bullied when I, ki- when I was a kid and this student came up to me and saved me from a suicide or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about, I feel like I've changed your life. You've changed my life, mm-hmm. you know? Just like normal daily relationships like these yeah. do kind of have life-changing consequences. Yeah, they definitely do. And I feel like because we are both at least pretty focused on growing as people and becoming better people, you've definitely impacted my life in that way because we're able to have deep talks and we're able to talk about how we want to become better people. And that's really inspiring. Yeah, I feel like I've become a better person after meeting you. I definitely feel like I've become a better person since meeting you too. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that just great? (laughs) I know. Yeah. And I feel like becoming a better person also encapsulates becoming a better friend and actively working to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes, sometimes I have a phase where I really want to please the people around me. This happened just the other day, but (laughs) (laughs) I was in a super people pleasery mood. And Amy was, Amy was just like, okay, Grace, be honest. Don't try and say what you think will make me happy. Like, honestly, how do you feel about this? And that, even though it was just one sentence, it helped me so much. And it just, like, gave me kind of a way to break out of a shell and to say what I honestly think. And honesty is pretty important in a friendship, too. Mm -hmm. Good communication. Good communication. (laughs) Look at us go. Look at us. (laughs) 
yeah, kind of relate to what we said earlier. It's just like how your perspective towards um, friendships change as you grow older. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one part of it is when you get older, you definitely realize that friendships actually need to be maintained. Like you need to put work into it mm-hmm. in order for them to sustain you. It's like toxic friendships often come from people who just take and don't give, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just like the communication thing as well, you need to be able to establish that type of, I don't know, expectations mm-hmm. and then mutual respect for each other in a friendship yeah in order for it to succeed yeah and also just realizing how different friends love and like show their love and how different friends need to you know feel supported because everyone's different and this kind of ties into love languages yeah i know love languages but with friends yeah friend friend love languages I know that for me, for a super long time, my top number one love language was acts of service. Mm-hmm. Just because I love being able to do things for people. That's cute. Aw, thank you. <laughs> it ranges in a lot of different ways, but I feel like for a really long time, I wasn't ever that much of a hugger. Mm-hmm. I liked hugs, but I was never the one initiating it. I would just be like enjoying it when someone else hugged me. Yeah. I am the other way around. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like the pandemic makes me so sad because I can't just randomly go around and hug every friend I see anymore. And I'm sad. (laughs) I lack my daily hugs. And then it, 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 it's negatively impacting my physical. Okay. That, that's a tad dramatic. (laughs) I like giving hugs. That's why you're the hugger in this relationship. And I received the hugs and we're both happy. But yeah, I definitely know what you mean, because in my class before the pandemic, hugging was literally our class love language. Aside from two people in our class who didn't like hugs and we knew they didn't like hugs, mm-hmm. hugging was our way of greeting people. Like, in the mornings, people would randomly come up behind you and just give you a hug, and it just made your day. It just, like, it makes you so happy. I never knew the joy of hugs. But then I did. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes people leave the love languages for romantic relationships. But when you think about it, they really relate to friendships as well. It's just like, okay, we've covered physical affection mm-hmm. or physical touch. that That's present in friendships, I think. Yeah. <laughs> for me, at least. Well, and in acts of service, mm-hmm. that that's there too. It's like doing fr- things for your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, oh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I do this with my friends all the time, and you do this to me too. It's great. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, you're an amazing person, and hyping them up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That that's you. That's like foundational uh, friendship rules. Yeah, literally. Yeah. What am I missing? There's another um, one. Gift giving. Oh, gift giving. Yeah, gift giving, like birthday gifts and everything. You do that with your friends. Mm-hmm. Oh. And my personal favorite, quality time with friends. I can't believe I almost forgot about that one. <laughs> so it's literally love language, but but with friends. And then just like how romantic relationships, how you need to put effort into those and people actually go out of their way to plan dates and everything and then making another person feel special. And then you need to think about that. And then you want to think about that. It's the same thing for friendships, honestly. Yeah. It's like, I'm so grateful for my friends. I was going through a tough patch one time, and then I had a friend who came over and brought me bubble tea and hung out with me, and it was so nice. And then it's like those things 
it makes me feel like all warm and fuzzy inside. This is why friends are the reason that we love life. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. It's like every time I'm asked, like, oh, what are you grateful for today? I just say friends automatically. But, like, it's so true. Yeah. And I am so privileged in a lot of ways. But one of the privileges I think I lack to mentioning a lot is that I have always had really good friends. Mm -hmm. I've always been surrounded by such an amazing group of people. I I'm so grateful. Yeah. And they always say that you should surround yourself with the people who you kind of want to become. Yeah. Or the people who you feel inspired by who make you feel happy. Yeah. I think my brother said this in a more like success standpoint, but honestly in a lot of like you can apply this to all the other good qualities as well. Mm-hmm. You are the result of the people around you essentially yeah yeah so if you surround yourself with people you want to become then you'll eventually become that group of people you want to become mm-hmm. i just say friends should have qualities you want to yoink <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's a motto and i don't say that in a weird way where i'm just like i'm using all of my friends because no i genuinely love them but then part of the reason i love and respect them so much is because they have all of those good qualities you know Mm-hmm. And that's not just IQ or school achievements, that type of stuff. It's just like they're super caring or they're super thoughtful or they, they're really good at conversation or they'll listen to me vent about my feelings anytime I'd like. Mm-hmm. Those type of things. Yeah. And adding on to that, because each friend is kind of different, like you said, for example, oh, this friend will listen to me talk about things. There are kind of different types of friendships that stem from that. Mm-hmm. Like, you might have one friend who you go to when you need to talk about something. You might have another friend where you go to when you just want to be crazy and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like everyone goes through that thing where they act differently around different groups of people mm-hmm. and i just mean that in the way where you have some friends you go to for academic talks or something like that and you have some friends you go to when you're feeling depressed and you want to cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i feel like definitely for a long time with my school friends i've acted differently than with some of my closer friends who i hang out with outside of school But I think recently I've been really happy because I've been kind of merging my identities with different friend groups, I guess. Mm. I feel like I'm more relaxed around my school friends now because in middle school, I felt pressured a lot of the time to live up to this expectation that they had of me. But now it kind of just feels like, well, I'm just me, you know? Like, so why am I trying to uphold this other persona that's only kind of me? Mm Mm-hmm. Even so, sometimes I wonder, because I did send this podcast to my school friends, because I mean, like, so much to me, my school friend group, and I was like, guys, I made a podcast with my friend. If you guys want, um, you can listen to it. Here's a link. But I kind of wonder if when people hear this, they'll think it's weird, because maybe I act differently around you than I do around them. And it's such a subconscious thing. Like, it's not something that I'm trying to do. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you think I act differently around you? <laughs> I mean, you know, I couldn't tell you because I don't really see the way you work, um, act around your friends. That is very true. Yeah. But in, I will say I definitely act differently around you than I do with my other friends. Not like on a drastic level, mm-hmm. but small things like... I put a little less effort into what I'm wearing that day. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's also just because I'm more comfortable with you, and then also I'm not at school, so I don't need to feel like I'm in a fashion show. Okay, <laughs> that, that's kind of petty, whatever. But it's just like I want to present myself yeah. more, yeah, formally, not formally, but more mm, coolly at school. <laughs> I mean, Amy, like you've seen me at my worst when I'm getting out of bed after we've had a sleepover. Yeah, and. <laughs> yeah and you've seen me at my worst too <laughs> and that's what friends are for they're they're with you for your ups and your downs your highs and your lows yeah but then it's just like how you bring a more professional version of you to work mm-hmm. i mean i can actually tell you because i'm not working <laughs> but it's kind of similar in school you present yourself differently as if you would with a really close friend you know yeah and also when you're really close friends with you they already know everything there is to know about you and then they still love you nevertheless Mm -hmm. which is great so sometimes i can like mess up in front of grace and then i know that she won't judge me or i can say some uh kind of bad (laughs) thoughts in my head Mm -hmm. sometimes about other people or me just feeling insecure and that type of stuff which would probably negatively impact my portrayal to an acquaintance but i know it's fine if i say it to grace Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i'm not saying anything like racial slurs or anything like that just to be clear (laughs) yeah just like when you're presenting a more vulnerable side of yourself yeah yeah and i know grace has this kind of cool diagram that she uses to explain it so when i told you this analogy i didn't actually think that it was that good and i don't even think i explained it that well i like it though but (laughs) you resonated with it in a surprising way to me so i'm gonna try and explain it again to the best of my ability yes so think of it almost like a test score in school where not only do the experiences or scores themselves matter, but also the number of experiences you've had with someone. For instance, if you've only had two tests, and on the first test you have 100%, on the second test you get a 40%, that 40% is going to have a big impact. However, if you've had, say, 20 tests, and your average is still 100%, and you once again get a 40%, that 40% isn't going to change your grade that much. And it's the same with your opinion of people. Yeah. So I've known Amy for a really long time, so even if she does something that might make other people judge her, I know her so well that that doesn't change my perception of her at all. Yeah. And also I think it's kind of just like when you know someone that well, you already know their true character and like Mm -hmm. who they really are as a person yeah so one little thing taken out of context won't actually affect how you view them exactly which is nice yeah yeah it's nice having that type of security talking to someone Mm -hmm. but anyways we are obviously very good friends right yeah yeah and then what do you think makes us such good friends or like in general what do you think makes a good friendship What are the building blocks to a good, sustainable, healthy relationship between friends? We've talked about this before, but communication, that's really important. Mm -hmm. And then I also said mutual respect for one another. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, and then them having qualities that you admire and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. Also similar values. Oh, right. You know what? We've answered this question pretty well. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like feeling comfortable around each other and knowing that mm-hmm. they're not going to judge you. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I think just 
pure chemistry. Because、mm. some people just click together and other people just not as much. And it's not coming at either person, it's just certain people fit better, you know? Yeah, and it, it's kind of like common ground as well, like having things you can talk about. But、mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's just like personality wise and then the way you guys view the world and the topics you guys want to discuss, I feel like that、um, makes or breaks a friendship. Yeah, and just knowing that they'll be there for you. Yeah, this is a broadcast to all my friends listening. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I actually appreciate your support so much. I know. You're our life. <laughs> mm hmm. If you relate or have any thoughts that you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send us a DM via Instagram. We are at ToBeHonestPod. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Also, I still don't know how to voice messages works, like via <laughs> Anchor. Anyways, go visit anchor.fm slash ToBeHonestPod and send us a voice message so we can finally receive one and figure out how it works because it won't let us send it to ourselves. But honestly, we could probably figure it out if we wanted to. Let's do that after. But you, you should send us voice messages, anyways. <laughs> yes, we really want to hear what you have to say. Please send us voice messages. Yeah. Anyways. See you guys next week.